this out, y'all. Welcome to the Read a Book podcast. My name is Sean Little. Uh, proud to be, glad to be, excited to be the host of this brand new podcast. Uh, and just want to thank everyone for listening to the first introduction uh, episode. And now we're getting into the rhythm of the Read a Book podcast, which is uh, we will introduce each book that we read first before we get into actually discussing uh, the specific chapters, the two chapters each week. And then in addition to uh, introducing the specific book that we're going to discuss, uh, I'll also be introducing uh, my co-host who is going to join me to discuss each book. Now, my hope is that I'm going to have a a rotating uh, cast of characters that I'll have different co-hosts, again, to bring in different opinions, perspectives, worldviews as we discuss different books. Uh, So today, I'm so excited to to uh, introduce uh, and chop it up with my first uh, co-host joining us for the book that we'll discuss and introduce here in just a moment. Uh, But first, I want to introduce y'all to a friend of mine, the often imitated, never duplicated uh, Oklahoma City representer, uh, my man, JB. What's good, sir? What's up, my brother? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. Just uh, out here surviving. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So JB is joining us from Oklahoma City. uh, And a few things that uh, I think are worthwhile uh, to talk about when we uh, try to introduce y'all to JB and get y'all hip to him if you don't know who he is. Um, JB raps. Uh, He's a rapper. So JB, I want to hear about uh, that part of who you are. Uh, He's also uh, a teacher, which from what I understand is relatively uh, a recent thing. Um, and then he's just very, very involved in Oklahoma City. Uh, from what I understand, JB, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that's where you're born and raised. Um, Oklahoma City seems near and dear to you. Um, so again, I want to hear about JB the rapper, uh, JB the educator, and then JB who's a native to Oklahoma City. Okay. Uh, so uh, I guess with, with music, I started doing music. I... Uh, you know, as a kid, I've always been, you know, writing rap since I was like seven, but whenever I was in high school is when I started going to the studio and recording, you know, with a bunch of my homies and whatnot. And so from there, I just, I just, you know, continued to uh, grow on the, on the, the hip hop side of things, I guess, from, you know, putting out more music, learning how to push my music, networking, traveling and stuff like that, which is, mm-hmm. uh, which is how we met. Uh, right. But, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, it's hard for me to talk about myself, but as far as, uh, you know, some things I've done, um, my last album was called Black Future, um, and it came out 2016, uh, features, you know, um, Chuck D and a, you know, a host of other people that, 
that you know I've been I guess uh, working with over the past uh, few years. But mm-hmm. uh, I did that. Before that, I had I had an album that I put out with um, uh, Merce from the Living Legends on the West Coast, and uh, you know that that album had uh, production from LP Run the Jewels and. I went on tour with Merce, went on tour with Run the Jewels. Uh, what else? Um, just, you know, uh, just being honest, man. I mean, I mm-hmm. won an Emmy. I won an Emmy in 2014 for uh, a music performance I did in a, in a TV commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, so just been, you know, just been working that and mm-hmm. uh, really, really just trying to, to um, put – Oklahoma out there so people know that, you know, we have uh, music here. Not only that, but, you know, we have a huge uh, culture and a huge, um, a huge uh, urban um, scene here. When mm-hmm. I, say, I guess, I guess we got black people here is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I mean, because when I, when I go places, they like, y'all got black people there? You know what I'm saying? You know, mm. uh, they might see or watch a Thunder game and look in the crowd at Thunder game and it's mostly white people. So they don't really get to see like, you know, what I see when I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. And, so, yeah. and so, I, and so I guess with the, so from that is how I started, started teaching. Um, I teach hip hop studies at a music, uh, at a, well, there's a school here called, uh, uh, University of Central Oklahoma and they have mm-hmm. a music academy. There's a uh, if you're familiar with the band uh, the Flaming Lips, mm-hmm. um, they're they're from Oklahoma City as well, and um, their manager uh, Scott Booker uh, helped put this music academy together to partner with UCO, and so you know they brought me on last year to help with the with the hip hop side of their music school, mm. and. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a degree or nothing. It's just, you know, they, you know, it, um, like it, it's just, it, it's an opportunity to, for, I mean, cause a lot of the students haven't been able to, you know, um, go and see and do a lot of things I've already done. So it's just mm-hmm. an opportunity for me to, to, uh, share, um, some things I've learned over the years, but also, um, you know, give some background on hip hop because a lot of kids who are, you know, 18, 19, coming to college, you know, have no idea, uh, you know, where it came from and mm-hmm. how it got started. And so I guess I have a couple questions that come to mind. Yeah, you had mentioned um, that we met, we met in Indiana uh, when you were touring. Uh, and part of the reason that, you know, I'm excited about having you co-host with this specific book, uh, which we haven't yet announced, y'all keep rocking with us. Uh, it's just that we were really able to connect um, and chop it up uh, just about, I don't know, culture, uh, art, um, worldviews, faith as well, uh, you know, life out on the road, music, hip hop, all of that. Uh, so I've really just enjoyed the conversations that we've been able to have over the years, uh, felt like I benefited from them, have, have enjoyed them, um, and then certainly look forward to, you know, any any time that we can chop it up with each other. Um, so talk about the balance of all those things. I mean, rapping, uh, and again, this is just kind of getting to know you, uh, but balancing, you know, rapping and that whole career, uh, teaching and any activism that you may have in in Oklahoma city. Is it hard to balance? Um, 
how do you feel like you do with that? Well, it's not it's not hard to balance. It's um, it's just I mean I, it, I guess for me it go it goes hand in hand. You know um, you know I have a voice and you know it's important it's it's important I use my voice for um, you know trying to be a catalyst and trying to you know change um, you know some of the situations you know uh, that are here and that are that go on. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think, I think it all goes hand in hand, especially because of, because that's, you know, hip hop is, um, and rap, you know, started, you know, and was, was raised out of people in, um, in horrible conditions, you know, mm-hmm. and hip hop, and hip hop was a way for, hip hop was a way for them to, um, not only express themselves through the art, but tell, talk about what was going on. You know, that reminds me, and, and maybe this is a good time uh, to answer one of the, the first questions that I want uh, to make sure that people um, understand. Again, the, the, the rhythm, the structure of Read a Book, uh, will be introducing uh, each book and each, each co-host uh, in an episode just like this. Uh, and then the week that follows to begin actually reading and discussing uh, two chapters at a time. So one of the questions that I always want to answer uh, when introducing a new co-host uh, is, well, why is that person uh, who I've chosen to co-host? Uh, and <clears throat> I think a lot of what you're saying, JB, sort of uh, represents or gives insight uh, into why I think you are the perfect co-host for the episodes um, dealing with this book um, because you're informed uh, about a lot of the themes that I think we'll see uh, in this book and not informed in necessarily uh, just the way that you've read or studied, uh, but you really sort of live out uh, some of the themes that this book uh, explores. And so the book that we'll be talking about uh, for the next several weeks uh, is entitled Divided by Faith. Uh, And so I'll read briefly uh, some of the description on this book for the listener. Uh, And again, we'll share uh, a link for you to get this book and to begin uh, reading it with us. But here's a brief summary uh, of Divided by Faith. And then, JB, I want to get some more of your thoughts and opinions. Uh, So here's the summary. Through a nationwide telephone survey of 2,000 people and an additional 200 face-to-face interviews, uh, the two authors, Michael O. Emerson and Christian Smith, probe the grassroots of white evangelical America. They found that despite recent efforts by the movement's leaders to address the problem of racial discrimination, evangelicals themselves seem to be preserving America's racial chasm. In fact, most white evangelicals see no systematic discrimination against blacks. And so uh, what Divided by Faith seems to be presenting uh, in, in its exploration uh, is the reality that both within the framework of America uh, and within the framework of Christianity, uh, that racism is a reality uh, and that it is upheld uh, by both institutions, by the institution of America and by the institution uh, of evangelical Christianity. Um, and so again, JB, with you as the co-host, you came to mind uh, because we chopped it up about, you know, and, and we've talked about all uh, a whole host of things, uh, whether it be hip-hop, culture, art, or faith. Um, 
So to whatever extent you're comfortable, and I'm not trying to get a specific answer out of you or uh, specific terminology, uh, but to whatever extent you're comfortable, what is, how would you describe, how would you put language to uh, the things that you believe, your faith system, uh, big generic word, your religious system? Um, yeah, how could you fill in, you know, some of that picture? Uh, you know, what's crazy is people ask me that all the time, you know, um, and um, I guess the best way for me to answer it is that, you know, I'm just, I like, um, I'm just firm and, and um, Christianity, I'm firm in my faith, I'm firm, I'm firm in my, in my faith in God, you know, um, and, and for no other reason, but because, you know, there's so many things that I've come across and I've seen and that have happened to me that I've been through or I've lived through that if it, it like there's if there's no other way, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That um, that I could have survived or could have made it out or could have you know gotten where I am if it weren't if it weren't for God. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's it, you know it's just not humanly possible. Now now with that, I know that it takes some action on my part. I know that we, I know that we have free will and things happen and stuff like that. But, you know, all I'm saying is, is that like, um, like it's not, not nothing that I, that I feel is because I was told to nothing I, I feel is because, mm. you know, um, you know, that's how I was brought up or none of that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just, there's no other explanation I can come up with. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so thinking about, you know, the, the, the book that we're going to discuss, uh, Divided by Faith, thinking about uh, the landscape of America uh, nowadays, uh, and specifically a couple things. One, I mean, I think it's fascinating for us to have this conversation and hopefully more conversations beyond this book uh, on this podcast. Uh, but I am a white man. Uh, you are a black man uh, in America. Uh, in general, obviously, race, racism uh, is a, a historical, ongoing, uh, sort of unending reality, right? And some people might say it's an issue. Some people might say it's a problem. Um, some people might say it's a symptom or a wound, whatever. Uh, but race and racism uh, is is not new, Um even though I think a lot of people, uh, specifically, you know, within the mainline media, seem to be acting like there's some new phenomenon uh, going on in the past few years, whether it was uh, a specific uh, young African-American man being shot, and they say, oh, well, that is the catalyst for why race and racism is a problem in America. Uh, But again, my theory, uh, my belief is that race and racism is, Uh, as American, as apple pie. Uh, It's as old as our history is. Um, And so, you know, what thoughts come to mind um, when you think about your experience uh, as a black man, as an African-American man uh, who holds to uh, the tenets of Christianity or the teachings of Christianity or the God of Christianity uh, in America? What's it like to be, you know, a black guy in America at this point, what's it like to be a black Christian, uh, 
uh, in America at this point. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. The cool thing is, is because of uh, because of that question is is really why I was down to do this book with you. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a, I mean, like there's a, a really big movement of black people who have been Christian their whole lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Who are like you know uh, turning away from Christianity. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know turning away from God and you know, believing, you know, so many different things, you know, um, that they're God and that, uh, you know, um, or trying to find some, some, um, some ancient African, you know, faith or, you know, or new age or something, you know what I mean? Like so many different mm-hmm. things. Uh, you know, I, like you, I mean, like, I, I get on online all the time and I see I see um, my friends who I've who I've known for years, you know, saying stuff like, you know, why we follow their religion, why not follow the religion of our people and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, so that's for you know, I, I was like, Man, that's a that's a really dope topic, it may it makes sense. Now, um, the crazy thing is, is that me being black, I get it. Like, I get, mm-hmm. I definitely understand it. Like, I had those feelings, you know, um, and I know why they feel that way. You know, if you, as far back as history, you know, a lot of the things that were done to black people were done in the name of God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they were, they used the Bible to um, justify what they did, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the KKK, like, you know, they're, that's a Christian group, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, and so it just, so it makes sense, you know, and then, you know, even, in the, you know, what you think about the blacks and Native Americans and, like, everything, um, it's, it's, um, it's just sad, and, you know, especially for me and my faith that, that, um, you know, being black, it's almost, and still, you know, having a, a firm faith. And then not only that on top, and then, okay, then you on, so you got that whole thing. And then we have, a, you know, black people, we have our own internal um, issues with each other and, mm-hmm. you know, religion and church and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that, you know, we've, we've done to ourselves and our own communities and stuff like that. I was at a meeting the other day, um, I was at a meeting the other day with some um, some community leaders, and they were talking about and this is black community leaders, and they were saying, "Ain't gonna be no crooked crooked uh, preachers there, is it?" You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, you know, they were talking about another meeting we were having, and like, you know, who's coming? Which preachers are coming? Ain't gonna be no crooked ones, huh. you know. And so, so you know what I mean? So not only do is it that, but it's it's also uh, not only is it, is it you know the, the issue between whites and black within that day and kind of issue with ourselves that we deal with you know and um, can I can I pause you for a second? Yeah, go ahead. Um, just because I think this is worthwhile, and again, I'm not trying to generalize you as like the spokesperson for all black people. Um, no that's doubt. not fair, and I'm not trying to generalize myself as the spokesperson for all white people. So I want to clarify that from the jump. Because essentially, <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing going forward. Uh, I just think it's so valuable for 
um, you to be able to speak, you know, your mind from your perspective, uh, specifically, again, as a black person and for me to be able to share as a white person and importantly for us to have this conversation with one another. Uh, that is yeah. critical. That's so important. Um, so, again, you know, I appreciate you rocking with me on this, but here, here's something that I want you to speak to. Um, you talk about, uh, you know, our own internal issues uh, with ourselves, with one another, within our community. Uh, can you just share more about that? Can you explain that maybe for, you know, people who are unaware um, of what you're talking about? I mean, it, I mean, just like the history of, you know, just like all the, the negative things you hear about, you know, black churches, you know what I mean? Like, um, and, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful cause you know, I'm, a, I'm sure. like, I, I don't want to see, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm, I'm on a podcast with two white dudes, you know what I'm saying? Talking about black <laughs> people, you know what I mean? But, um, well, for what it's worth and I, you know, I mean, read a book is hosted through Ford district. Uh, there are more, uh, black people who are owners and contributors to fourth district than white people. Um, so within fourth family, uh, you know, you are the majority. I am the minority. So if there's any comfort or assurance in that, let it be yeah. worth what it is. <laughs> no, nah, but, but I guess the point I was trying to make was, is, um, a simple way to put it would just be like, like if I'm sure you see, you've, you've heard jokes. They talk about, the you know how come the, the pastor you know got the nicest car and all the jewelry and you know what sure. I'm saying like sure. like like you know those type of things and you know taking up three four five offerings in church and the building will never mm. get built you mm. heard that in comedies comedy skits before you know what I'm saying right 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 um, so I mean like just I mean like down to stuff like that you know what I mean is is, is what I was saying and um, and you know, just, I mean, look at, look, I mean, like, look at, um, the, the big, some, some of the, the most prominent pastors, um, in the black community that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, and I don't know, I don't know, like the, like, I don't know the, how, what you're supposed to call them, but the ones that, that preach on TV, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. know, like we we've seen, you know, a couple of them, uh, a couple of them doing some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, sure. so that's that's what I meant. That's what I meant. I dig what you're saying. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if shots are fired, I think it goes across uh, the spectrum. Uh, and if specifically we're talking about, you know, uh, well-known white. Uh, televangelists or the cast be preaching on TV. I mean, I think that they all seem susceptible uh, of the same criticisms. Uh, now, whether those criticisms are true or not, and to the extent that people are, you know, those those dudes are guilty of the shots that are fired at them, uh, we'll leave that up to the listening audience to to discern. Um, but I think it, you know, I think those criticisms go across the across the board. Um, not not just yeah. within the black church or the black preachers or yeah, you dig but, what I'm saying? Like yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, like for instance, a um, a good example is you know offering and tithe. You know, um, I see so many of my my black friends who are like you know so against it and don't it don't make sense to them for the simple fact that it's like 
um, for one, that they don't understand it, um, and two, it's been abused so much. Sure. You know? Sure. And and so you know, and I try to this, and I try to explain it to them like this, like you know, if I if I if I give you know a homeless man on the street, if I give him twenty dollars, right now, mm-hmm. um, if I give him that twenty dollars, and I say, uh, all right, man, don't go, don't go, don't go buy no crack, don't go buy no liquor. Yeah, you know, right. I might as well. I might as well keep my my twenty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, but if I if I give it to him, and I say, hey, that that's all you. Now I've I've done my part. I've, I you know what I mean like, my job my job is complete. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? What he does mm-hmm. with it after that is on him. What he does right. with it, you know what I'm saying? That's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of him. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like the same is true. Like I don't I don't I don't pay my tithes or you know. Um, to, you know, on Sundays thinking, man, this fool better not buy no whip with this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I I pay I pay my tithes. That's what I'm supposed to do. Now, uh-huh. if he want to go out and buy a whip or, or my tithes, you know what I'm saying? That's that's not that's not gonna hurt me. That's gonna hurt him. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't. Yeah, it reminds but, you know me, of Kendrick. Go ahead. No, nah, it's just, it's hard to explain that to people. You know what I mean? Like that's just one example, though. Mm-hmm. What is fascinating about that, and I mean, it makes me think about Kendrick's how much a dollar cost, right? The 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 giving, uh, the 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 generosity of the person versus the recipient, um, and then what you know, what the what the giver perceives the recipient is going to do with it, and then saying, well, it's not worth giving, the, you know, be, because of the intention of this person and what they're going to do with it. I'm not going to be generous to them, uh, but it is fascinating, you know. Again, you can sort of level. Uh, that criticism across the board, whether we're talking about um, nonprofit organizations, whether you talk about, you know, uh, Red Cross takes some 60% of the donations to run their organization and then something trickles out uh, after that to catastrophes or whatever. Um, so that's nonprofits, right? When you give money there, uh, there are all kinds of claims of misuse of those dollars. Uh, certainly that applies to the church. Um, and not only, you know, churches, but sort of faith institutions across the spectrum, uh, dollars given there and uh, claims of misuse. That certainly applies to politics. Right. There's all kind of uh, tax dollars, which I don't even get it. I don't even get to give that of my own free will. I don't even get to offer that uh, or be generous with that. I'm taxed. Uh, that's, yeah. that's forced out of my hand. Um, and then obviously host of misuses of, of, of monies within the political framework. Um, so it is interesting, like you're saying, uh, the criticism uniquely that, that gets, you know, applied to maybe the tithe of the offering or the church specifically. Um, so that's fascinating. Um, so maybe something else uh, to share. Again, the, the, the book that we're going to be discussing um is entitled Divided by Faith by Michael O. Emerson and Christian Smith. Uh, you can purchase that book uh, all over the internet, but you can find a direct link to it at fourthdistrict.com backslash read a book. Uh, we would love for the listener to buy Divided by Faith. 
um, and then to follow the reading schedule uh, that JB and I are also going to be uh, following. Uh, and we're going to be discussing two chapters per week for the next five or six weeks uh, until we uh, finish this book. Uh, and again, readabook.com, I'm sorry, fourthdistrict.com slash readabook uh, is where you can find a host of ways to engage. You can call our Google Voice number. You can rock with us uh, online. Uh, find us by following Fourth District. Um, we'd love for you to engage, add your comments, your questions. We want to hear from all of the, lis- the listeners uh, as you all read this text with us. Um, but, you know, I think about a, a famous uh, quote that um, Brother Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, is famous for saying, uh, and JB, I'd love your thoughts on this, uh, that Sunday morning uh, at 11 a.m., what he said, is the most uh, divided, segregated uh, hour in America. Um, so what's your, you know, what's your experience of that? The, the, the division uh, among the racial division specifically uh, among congregations or among churches. Do you uh, see that that's true from your perspective? Um, is it as true nowadays as it was 56 years ago when Brother Martin was writing that? Um, what's your sense? I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, anytime you go to church and you invite somebody to church, I know, I know at least for me, the first question they're going to ask is what? They're going to ask, is it a black church or a white church? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and I mean, like, like it's that, it's so crazy to me that um, that that's, I guess it's not crazy if that's a thing, but but that's but that's for real, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and they could be asking for a few reasons. They could be asking because either if they're black, they don't want to be um, they don't want to be you know stared at at the white church, mm-hmm. or if they're black, they don't want to they don't want to be in service all day at the black church. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so you know, I don't know. You know, they they don't want they don't want to hear. Um, you know, the worship band on, on, at the white church, or they might just want to hear the choir at the, at the other church. You know, I, you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? But that never fails white or black. That's what I get right. asked. You know what I mean? And, right. um, um, go ahead. And I, I mean, like, I think so. Yeah. It's definitely still true in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to me, uh, a thought that I often have that, you know, for, for homeboys of mine, uh, people that I rock with personally, I talk about this idea a lot, uh, and I'm glad to be able to bring it to a larger platform through this podcast. But I think that's a direct result, right? The fact that, uh, like you said, is that a black church or a white church? The fact that that is still as true, uh, maybe even truer. It'd be interesting to see the statistics on that. Uh, but in 2017, as it was to when you know Brother King uh, initially said that, um, but to me, that is just indicative of the fact, and here's, here's what I'm always talking about with people that we are who we are, uh, culturally first before we're anything else. Um, so the primary thing that informs my identity, uh, is the culture, the context, the society that I was raised in. And obviously that's not like a, an end-all, be-all. I mean, people can grow, I can grow, you can grow, we can change, we can develop, we can become more than 
who our community uh, told us that we were or what our context told us that we were. Uh, but I think if you're not thinking about that and exploring that and saying, okay, who have I been taught that I am? Who have I been taught that I'm going to be when I grow up? Or as a man, this is what it is to be a man. As a white man, this is what it is to be a man. Uh, what does it mean to be a successful man, a successful white man, a successful black man? Uh, if we're not thinking about that and processing that, uh, I think that our culture just dictates our identities um, to us. And so I think that that church uh, divided by faith is a representation just of how divided our American culture is, right? Um, and so what do you think, I mean, is can, can America... Uh, and if specifically we're talking about white America and black America, uh, can there be, in your opinion, uh, in your experience, can there be authentic, meaningful um, unity uh, between black America and white America? If so, how does that happen? What does that look like? Yeah, I think there can. Um you know, it's definitely something that that I feel like in order for it to happen, a lot of white people are going to have to have some uncomfortable situations and some uncomfortable conversations with each other and with black people, mm. you know. Um, and I say, I say white people because I feel like there is a, a responsibility, I feel like, that needs to be taken for a lot of stuff that's happened, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that black people can't, can't take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so in order, and, um, in order for, for, for that to happen, for those, for us to come together and everything to be all, all good, like it's going to take going like, okay, you know, um, you know, these things do exist, you know what I'm saying? Cause right. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know anybody black who, who would say racism doesn't, doesn't exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, you know, like, I got, I, I got white friends who I know that would say racism don't exist. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Sometimes I, 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 I get hopeful and I think, man, people will never, it's, it's hard for me, it's hard for me to understand, to understand it if they're not black. So when you, you know, and, and again, this, this topic, this uh, idea and the specifics of it, I mean, we're going to be exploring it all throughout uh, the time that we get to, to read Divided by Faith. Um, but I do think you bring up a fascinating point, uh, which I agree with. Let me say that I agree with that. Um, and I, you know, my assumption is, is that you know that I agree with that, which is why you're kind of rocking with me. Uh, yeah. But I, I do think that what I hear a lot of white people um, say, communicate uh, back to that idea. And I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, you say, well, in order for us to be able to have uh, less division, move away from division and towards unity, uh, us being white people and black people, uh, then there is a responsibility uh, on the part of white people uh, to take, like you said, responsibility uh, for certain things. Um, And so one of those things, obviously, would be uh, the enslavement of Africans uh, by Europeans, the enslavement of black folk by white folk. Uh, would you agree with that? Definitely agree. Okay. And so a lot of times the white 
response to that, uh, rebuttal to that will be, man, it's 2017. I never had no slaves. Um, how can I be responsible for that? Uh, what would you say to that type of rebuttal, that type of response? I always say this. Um, my grandma, she passed away in 2014. And she was, like, close to 90 years old, right? Mm -hmm. uh, she picked cotton. And, uh, and, um, and she was mixed. She was half black and half white. Mm. And um, she told me that she pretty much said if um, she's alive, then they're, still, then, then they're alive. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that's fascinating. And I think that a lot of it is not only in, you know, to stick with the uh, metaphor. I mean, it's in the individual DNA, right? It's in you. Yeah. Uh, my experience is in me. Uh, but to personify our country, I mean, it's in the it's in the DNA, um, the bones and the marrow and the blood and the guts and the spirit and the ideology uh, of America. Um so there's a there's a you know a, a geographic, a historical, a contextual reality um, to this thing called America, uh, this great experiment in democracy uh, and the history uh, that we all are aware of uh, uh, to some extent. Um, and uh, I guess a lot of the conversation that we'll have in, in the weeks to come uh, will be, can that change to what extent? Um, is history going to continue to repeat itself? Uh, to what extent can we affect uh, today uh, and tomorrow? Um, so let me ask you maybe one final question, uh, and then you're welcome to shoot any questions back up uh, to me before we try to wrap it up. When we think about uh, the component of faith, when you think about uh, the person of God and the issue of racism, um, or just America's historical uh, race reality. Uh, you know, uh, what comes to mind? What, what, uh, what can God offer uh, the reality of race in America? What can your faith system, uh, how can it affect uh, the divisions um, of racism in America? Does that make sense? Say it again. Yeah, trying to connect the idea of God, of faith, of Christianity to the issues of uh, racism and race in America. Um, is, there, is there a connection there in your mind? What can God do for racism? How can God affect, you know, as, as you live out your life, um, how does your faith affect well, your ability? Uh, this, is, this, is, this is what I always say about, about people who, who aren't Christians. And I think the same is true for people who, who, um, who are uh, racist and, and things like that. So this is what I say. Like, so somebody who's not Christian, right, I can talk to them and tell them my experience. I can share, you know, um, uh, the gospel with them. I can talk to them about, you know what I mean? Like, what is it called? I, could, I can witness to them, I guess, sure. right? Um, 
but I'm not going to argue somebody into being a Christian. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no yes, matter sir. what I say, I could, I could do all that. But, you know what I'm saying, I could, I could have every single piece of data. I could, like, I could, um, you know what I'm saying, like, I could do everything. I could, mm-hmm. I could be... I could I could be right in every single point. You know what I mean? Like yeah, anything sure. but I'm not gonna be able to argue them into being a Christian. You know what I mean? Only only God can do that. And and the reason is because only God can like see their heart and know their heart. You know what I mean? Like sure, no doubt. Like only only God can change somebody's heart. And so so the the same is true with with um with, you know, racism and division and trying to make somebody uh-huh. understand what what's going on and what we see and what's happening, you know, I like I can't argue somebody into seeing my point. I can't argue somebody into knowing what it's like. I can't argue somebody into understanding what it's like yeah. to be black in America. I I never I can't. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but for for them to have a change of heart, it only God can do that. You know what I'm saying? For them mm-hmm. for them for them for their mind to be to be transformed to to um, a different mentality, only God can do that. I can't do mm. it. So mm. so so that's what I feel like God can do. Mm. We that's dope, man. Um, well, I feel like uh, I've made you talk a lot, so I appreciate uh, all of you know your your feedback and your insight. Um, you sharing your perspective. I'm really excited, you know, to chop it up with you in, in, in the weeks coming. Uh, no doubt. Any, anything at this point that you want to ask me, anything you want to shoot off of me uh, before we try to wrap up? Um, no, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was a dope conversation. Yeah, word. Uh, well, again, let me, uh, let me close with a couple of things. JB, uh, for people who are listening, uh, where can they track with you? Where can they find you? Uh, probably the easiest way is probably Facebook or Instagram or Twitter mm-hmm. and everything, everything is at my name is JB word. My name is JB across the internet. Um, again, the, the, the book that we're going to be discussing, uh, with my co-host JB is entitled divided by faith, evangelical religion, and the problem of race in America. Uh, you can find out where to purchase that book and multiple ways for you to engage and to add your voice to this conversation at fourthdistrict.com backslash read a book. Uh, I'm so excited again to be having uh, these conversations with my co-host JB. I'm excited to hear from y'all, uh, not only the fourth community, but uh, everyone beyond the the framework of fourth district. Uh, I just look forward to continuing in the conversation. Uh, And I'm excited to be with y'all as we read a book. So peace, and we'll look forward to chatting with y'all next week.